Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning.
morning, good morning. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sharon McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners who say Sunday. Sacred Family was created just to focus on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, but you may use any Bible you wish, of course. Um, I have many, had many spiritual experiences and in gratitude. We have ongoing Bible readings every Sunday morning so far. Anyway, I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me. The call number is 619-924-9744 if you have a special prayer request. And we air and try to air every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The opening music is by Salve, vocal group from the CD Native Angels. And if you want to order a copy, uh, go to SAV, as in Victor, AE.org. And they're also on Facebook. They do live shows. And you can listen to them anytime on YouTube for free. And they also have a CD on Amazon. Now let's get to our opening prayer. Let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray also for Christians being persecuted worldwide, their freedom to worship and lives are in jeopardy, and those whose lives are taken for distorted and evil reasons. We do believe that they have become martyrs, and now they're praying for us. We pray for all those who suffer for violence from here and abroad, and we also pray for those who are sick in mind and body that they be healed. We also pray for the lonely, the uncomforted, and we ask God to forgive us for our sins. Pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes, and we pray for freedom for addiction of all kinds. And please keep my middle grandson, Marcus, on your thoughts and prayers because he's a drug addict in the streets. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect everyone and also the angels to watch over everybody. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including animals that can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all countries and for problems of suffering from all over the world. Thank you, God. Please help us. Please help us. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care, and we keep everybody and their families in our prayers, especially those who have lost their loved ones. And uh, we also miss them, and we ask in Jesus' name to help us with our grief. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, we have uh, several birthdays today, and I want to wish everybody a happy birthday. And um, if this is your special day, we wish you a happy and blessed birthday and very prosperous year ahead, along with Ingrid Layton and then Brandy Duville and Courtney Roberts. And Celia Caulfield, and also we pray happy birthday to Bethany Filosa, uh, Helene Lipson, and Demetrius Arvinides, our friend and cousin, and then Sharon K. Grossman. We wish you all a very happy birthday, and God bless you in every way. And if you want us to have anybody wish you a happy birthday or special announcements, all you have to do is let me know on Facebook. Just message me. And then um, we'll uh, do the birthdays or anniversaries anyway. 
happy day, everybody. And today, well, we were kind of cut off a little short last week. On uh, we're reading Hebrews uh, chapter uh, chapter three, and then uh, we got a little bit cut off. So let's see. We're reading Hebrews chapter two, excuse me. And now we're on to three. And um, and if we review. Uh, and remember that Jesus died for our sins, and that's what and that Jesus needed to save God's children, so he became just like them, and he became flesh and blood for our sakes, and he died just like everybody else does, so that so he could actually defeat the devil and overcome dying and uh now we don't have to ever be afraid of dying again and uh remember that uh, we have a purpose here in our lives, and we're supposed to be in purpose and don't give up before the miracle happens. So now we're going to move on to the next chapter. So uh, let's see here. One second. Okay. So we're on uh, Hebrews chapter 3. So Jesus has a lot going for him. He's an apostle, a high priest, a super faithful guy, and he's just, just a lot like Moses. Oh, except way better. See, Moses was a good and faithful servant to God. But Jesus, well, he's God's son. And if you ask the master of the house who he likes better, the guy who works for him or his own son, you can probably guess who he's going to pick. That means that the people need to stay on the Jesus train. And if they hear God speaking to them about Jesus, they might want to clean the wax out of their ears because that's important info right there. If you remember way back in Numbers, the Israelites were on their way to the Promised Land, and they carried started doubting God. And the Almighty got a little mad about and forced them to wander around for about 40 years in the desert until the older generation died off. Uh, I couldn't have they stopped and asked for directions. But anyway, uh, just take it as a warning, says Hebrews. Don't lose faith. In God, because the big guy is really into this whole tough love thing. The more advice from Hebrews help other Christians stay faithful too, so they don't all start sending up a storm. Christians are Jesus partners in this thing called love. You definitely want to keep it that way, okay? So we want to thank for our summaries, and um, we want to thank them and uh, pray for their good work. It's a uh, dot com does a a lot of stuff to help people study and things like that. So we want to thank them for our help. So at this point, we are going to reach for our Bible and read Chapter 3 right out of the good book. And um, I hope you hang in there because we're going to make it through this whole Bible. And uh, Hebrews is one of my favorite Bible uh, books in the Bible. And uh, let me read. I think we got stuck yesterday at... Uh, we're actually read. I'm going to read uh, the end of uh, chapter two again, just the end at 14, and then I'm going to read the, the last half of the notes. And it says, "Therefore, since the children share in the flesh and the blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, so that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might free those who fear death was subject to slavery all their lives." For surely he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to a descendant of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brethren in all things, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, 
and to make propitiation for the sins of people. For since he himself was tempted in which he had suffered, he was able to come to the aid of those who were tempted. Okay, so the last note with that was to make propitiation or exploitation. Propitiation refers to God's wrath being satisfied by the death of Christ. And expiation emphasizes the removal of sin by the sacrifice that satisfied God. And then sin interrupts normal relations with God. And the expiation removes sin and restores the relationship. And that Christ was not only tempted by his trials that befell humans generally, but also by those that were designed to sidetrack him in the purpose of his coming to earth. So there was a couple of things going on there that were very important. So let's go on to read chapter 3. Christ is superior. Chapter 3. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our our confession. He was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was in all his house. For he has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, but he just so much as the builder of the house more than honor the house. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses is a faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things, which were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are. And if we hold fast our confidence in most of our hope in the, until the end. So don't give up, everybody. Hang there till the end. Christ is the supreme object of faith, the cat- catastrophe of unbelief. Therefore, just as Holy Spirit says, today... If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they were provoked, they were they provoked me, as in the day in trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tried me, testing me, and saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was angry with this generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they did not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, I shall not enter my rest. Take care, brethren, that you are not being in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened on the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ, and if we hold fast to the beginning of our assurance, firm until the end, while it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. For who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did they not all of those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? And for whom was he angry? For it was not with those sin whose bodies fell in the wilderness. And the, to whom he had he swears that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that able to enter because of unbelief. So they're unbelieving them from the love and the blessing of God. And it's it's nobody's fault but your own. And that's what it is about all of us. It's our fault. It's our deceitful hearts. And when we turn away, it's our problem. We did it. God never turns away. He loves us. He was angry with the people of Egypt because of the whole generation that refused to listen over and over and over and over. For 30 years, so he was testing them 30 years, and they were still, I guess from here it says they saw all kinds of stuff in the desert. 
and and I guess that generation was so hard headed they had to wait till the next generation was born to take over. Anyway, so now we're going to do the notes. So, holy brethren, found here in the New Testament because he, we have been sanctified. Jesus is the apostle, meaning one sent from God to represent God to us. And then the high priest, meaning the one who represents us to God, and that's Jesus. He's our rabbi now. Christ is better than Moses because Christ is the builder of God's house, whereas Moses is a servant in the house. Christ is a son, and the one over the house is therefore superior to Moses or anybody else who is a servant of the house and one in the house. They don't deny Moses. It's just his position. Jesus has position over everything. So we believers are now God's household, but to enjoy the, the position requires that we hold fast to our moorings and we hang on to the end. And the children of Israel challenged God's authority over them by their rebellion in the wilderness. Because remember, they started worshiping false idols and partying down there when they were not supposed to be doing that. Moses was leading them. Anyway, then the Ten Commandments came in, if you remember that. But anyway... Uh, because of this, they failed to enter into the rest rest of the, the dwelling of Cana, where they perished in the wilderness. And the writer on on three fifteen now applies Israel's experience to the dangers facing his readers. And then three through sixteen, chapter three sixteen through nineteen, Israel's sin is described as provocation or rebellion, disobedience, and unbelief. Okay, so that is it till we come to next week. So next week we'll be discussing the consequences of unbelief. And um, we know how that is. It's a very, if you want to suffer more, just keep saying uh, you don't know who God is or you don't believe in Jesus or any of that because it's all real. And, um, you know, I inquire everybody to, you know, please speak, seek a spiritual experience. Ask God, ask God to help you and help you through these many things. There's just so many ways to go wrong, and uh, we ask in Jesus' name to help us, you know, understand what we're reading and also to put what we're reading to heart. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do is read part of C.S. Lewis in the Business of Heaven, and this book is about daily readings from C.S. Lewis, who I really like, and um, some of this stuff is uh, very harsh, but um, uh, we understand that uh, he was really a scholar, and he's putting it like it is, like he feels it. So we're just going to read a couple little things from him. Anyway, I'm, I'm referring to uh, prudence. Prudence means practical common sense, taking the trouble to think out what you're doing and what is likely to come of it. And nowadays, most people hardly think of prudence when one comes to the virtues. In fact, because Jesus said that we could only get to heaven, his will, by being like children. Many Christians have that idea, provided you are good, it does not matter being a fool. But that is the misunderstanding. In the first place, most children know plenty about prudence and are doing the things that they really are interested in and think about quite sensibly. In the second stance, as St. Paul points out, Christ never meant that we are to remain children in intelligence. On the contrary, he told us not only to be as harmless as doves, but also as wise as serpents. And he wants a child's heart, but a grown-up's head. And he wants us to be simple, single-minded, affectionate, and teachable, as children are. But he also wants every bit of intelligence we have to be alert at, at our job. And the first-class fighting, you know, we're supposed to be in first-class fighting uh, fitness, 
because we have a lot to fight or fight with. You know, there's so much sin in the world now that the good is bad and the bad is good. It's just so turned around nowadays. So, uh, you know, it always has been going like that. And anyway, we're supposed to be. Uh, now let's read a little bit about temperance. Oh, you know I'm in recovery, so I don't drink at all. And I don't smoke or I don't do drugs. But um, temperance is unfortunately one of the words that has changed its meaning. It now usually means teetotalism. But in the days when the second cardinal virtue was christened in temperance, it meant nothing of the sort. Temperance is for not specifically to drink, but to all pleasures. And is not abstaining, but going to the right lengths and no further. It is a mistake to think Christians ought to be teetotalers. Mohammedism not Christianity is a teetotal religion. Of course, it may be the duty of a particular Christian or of any Christian at a particular time to abstain from strong drink, either because he is sort of man who drink at all without drinking too much, or, that's me, because he wants to give money to the poor, or because he, he is with people inclined to drunkenness and then must not encourage them by drinking himself. But the whole point is that he is abstaining for a good reason, for something that he does not condemn and which he likes to see other people enjoying. One of the marks of a certain type of bad man is that he cannot give up a thing himself without wanting everybody to give it up. That's not the Christian way. An individual Christian may see fit to give up all sorts of things for special reasons, marriage, meat, beer, cinema. But for the moment, he starts saying these things are bad in themselves or looking down his nose at other people who do them. He has taken the wrong turn. One great piece of mischief has done in the modern restriction of the word temperance is to the question of drink. It helps people to forget that you must just be intemperate in a lot of other things. A man who makes his golf or his motorcycle or the center of his life or a woman who devotes all her thoughts or clothes to bridge her dog is just being as intemperate as someone who gets drunk every evening. Of course, it does not show that the outside so easily. Bridge mania or golf mania do not make you fall down the middle of the road, but God is not deceived by externals. Anyway, that was a nice slap in the face that I needed this morning. <laughs> anyway, so we're just uh, just be temperate. Just because you have to do a certain thing, don't make everybody they have to do a certain thing. So I guess that's the model of this morning. Let's close this with our usual prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I thank you, God. Okay, sorry about that. There was another glitch that just dropped the phone line. So since we are dealing with technical stuff, uh, different things happen at different times. So uh, I just wish you, everybody, a wonderful week, and God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.